0: Welcome to Fundamentally Drained Podcast with your hosts, Father Everett Lees, Father Tom Dahlman, and Justin Dixon, three Christians exploring Christianity from a perspective other than the fundamental view from which we have become Fundamentally Drained. We'll begin the conversation, and you take it from there. Today... (laughs) I stumbled... Uh, today good day good morning good morning good morning um, yes good morning today is part 23 of what we believe um where we have been going through the outline of faith or the catechism whichever term you would like to snap on this everett has been busy all evening because if you can show record that you have listened to every single episode of this series we have a uh, certificate for you. So Everett's been working on those. He'd like to sign them for you and mail them to you. Just send him all your info. (laughs) So here's the funny part that dawned on me. Minus one, um, as this plays out, minus one week, this series lasted an entire year. So that's pretty cool because we actually, it'll wrap up uh, my assumptions. You will be listening to this on January 1st-ish some Monday in there, and so we started this on January 1st-ish, 2020. Maybe we're the ones to blame for the pandemic. <laughs> so, uh, well done, gang. Thank you for uh, journeying along with us on this v- adventure. And so, part 23, we were in Christian hope, and uh, this this section of the uh, outline of faith is just riddled with good big conversations and we're just gonna you know brush over them in a couple of episodes no big deal <laughs> so back to um well where we were um was heaven and hell a little bit we were touching on those and uh tom offered a book by miroslav wolf i hope i got it right wolf yeah
1: nice it was uh he's uh Ser- he's uh, serbian croatian right yes and he um, and a lot of that comes from his experiences of the the, the Civil War the war that you know um, and that and those f- fights and battles and division that he literally saw um, mm. so his theological reflection comes from a pretty amazing um, experience
0: a true hell <laughs> experiencing that so yeah. Um... And we'll touch on that a little bit, but what I wanted to move to first was Everlasting Life. Um, I think, um, I'm still hung up on Last Judgment. I think we have more to talk about there, but it may not be in this series. Um, so let's talk about Everlasting Life. What do we mean by Everlasting Life? And um, so, Tom, let me come to you first. When you use, when you use the phrase Everlasting Life, what are you hoping the person you're speaking with are people. What are they envisioning in their head or what are you envisioning in your head?
2: What they're envisioning is probably something that was shaped by cartoons. They saw as a child,
0: Tom and Jerry again, boom. Yeah. Two or episodes art. in a row.
2: <laughs> yeah. Or artwork of some kind, or maybe, uh, they're like kind of ghostly wisps of clouds or spirits. Uh, Worshiping God on a harp forever or something. I don't know what they're, but something like that. Um, What I think the original, the early Christians envisioned was what they saw in Jesus. And which was earthly and physical. A new new heaven, a new earth that is... um, Makes this earth seem like a wispy cloud, Hmm. makes this reality seem like the dream or the shadow of what is real. So that's and that's the hope. Hmm. Um, I read a quote by somebody named Rebecca Solnit, she said, Despair. Is a form of certainty, certainty that the future will be a lot like the present or will decline from it. Despair is a confident memory of the future. Optimism is similarly confident about what will happen. Both are grounds for not acting. Hope can be the knowledge that we don't have that memory and that reality doesn't necessarily match our plans. So I think hope is different than certainty and it's different than despair which a lot of people feel um and hope can give us a ground for action and so that's what we hope for Hmm. um not not a reality all of this would be beyond our comprehension but it's not a reality that's wispy on a cloud it's uh it's a physical reality that you can touch as much as you can touch the bread and the wine of the Eucharist. Um, hmm. So that's what we're hoping for.
0: There's a time... I'm um, hmm, Listening to the Eucharistic prayers, and I find it interesting, just as... Um, and I may have talked about this, but just the same way that <clears throat> reading the Bible different things stick out at different points and times in your life, whatever it may be. And, um, but there are uh, specifically in the Eucharistic prayers, how, I mean, I've heard them for 20 years now, 18 years, whatever. And, um, and it's just like, something just slaps me across the face when I'm listening, hearing it, um, one Sunday for no reason. At some point, the term hope was hyperlinked or came alive, whatever you want to say to that. And I found all that language in using the word hope um, as opposed to, and I appreciate you bringing up the word certainty, um, which I've heard that uh, I can't remember his name now, Ever you will, but the sin of certainty, whoever that dude wrote that uh, Peter Ince. Um I, lo- I love the title of that book. I've never read it, but I love the title of that book. Um, but when that, term became known to me it changed things it changed things because uh, for many reasons there was a um a not a certainty of what the future holds but that we hold it as a hope and I like what you said too about how in turn this calls us to action in a sense I think you said that of It's not certain. It's not certain what is going to happen where in many times, as you said, uh, Tom and Jerry, you know, uh, Tom died and go to hell, you know, whatever it is, you know, there is this black and white that happens at death. Um, And our parish administrator sends out emails. And when there is a, a death in our parish, she uses the phrase near in they are now in the nearer presence of God not God got another angel, or you know, I guess God needed this, or this was meant to be, or something like that. But it's a language that allows for all kinds of places and thought. Um, And I think hope does the same kind of thing in that, because it's not just a certainty, because, I mean, whose mind would know that outside of God's? So uh, that's something I just want to say. It's like, that came to me, and it really changed the way that I perceive and look at things. Everett, jump in and add to
1: whatever your thoughts are. And this is actually responding to... We all love to talk and debate about cameras and lenses and
0: gimbals, <laughs> drones, camera bags, but what up? I- what was that?
1: What was that?
0: That's awesome. I thought you were going to play us an audio recording. Thomas? I did not do that. You're kidding. No. That was none- neither of you?
2: no
0: <laughs> that's like some browser running a second browser tab and like starts up stuff that's outside outstanding i've Thank got you.
1: a I, i've got a i've got an office furniture website uh <laughs> on uh, on my browser <laughs> but it does not play any videos or audio oh my what? gosh right. S- fun um, stuff. where was that going oh okay so this <laughs> This is sort of in response to a uh, a text or a tweet that I saw this morning, um, and 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 basically there there is so so in what I would call just conservative Christianity or fundamentalist Christianity, you know, which we've talked about is this, you know, as Tom said, you know, this idea of like we go off somewhere and we have these images that have largely been created by cartoons about what heaven is like. Similarly, I think there's been a move in progressive Christianity to also sort of misunderstand what heaven is. Um, There's a a fairly well-known Christian um, singer who kind of runs in progressive circles. And, you know, earlier this um, summer, maybe late spring, he, he says, you know, heaven is realizing that you are fine just the way that you are. Mm. Um, and, and a few days later, George Floyd is killed, Mm. murdered, um, by some police officers in Minneapolis. And, and, and I think it shows how, um, shallow, detached uh, and detached, how privileged that, that thought process is. And so, when we talk about hope, we talk about heaven. Um, and Justin, I think this is something I've heard you say. It's like, if if this isn't good news to you know the the, the widow in 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 Africa, then it's not really good news. Right. Right. Um, and and there's a lot of um, where I would just say is progressive Christianity, which wants to sit there and say, well, you know. We we can solve these problems ourselves. We just got to get the right committee together. You know, if we get the right task force, we'll we'll solve this problem. Um, and and so th- there there's something to affirm to it, which is is that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Um, but but things are not right yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this is really the 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 you know for those who pray. Um, evening prayer on a regular basis, the Magnificat or the Song of Mary um, is, is always one of the, the canticles you say. And what's really profound about it is, is that, you know, Mary's really been waiting for God to act.
2: Hmm. Um, uh,
0: I definitely did not. I, I may have shared that African thing with you. Uh, <laughs> that didn't come from me for sure. But anyway, um, actually, you know what? It's the homebrew Christianity dude that just uh, dawned on me. Whatever Trevor Trey, whatever that dude's name was, that came from one of their things. I think. But but that's a that if you if you want to run your look. Um, uh, hello, what? uh, gospel, what I say? Good news. Yeah, whatever. Through the, um, wash cycle and see how it comes out. Make sure it works for everyone, right? That's, that's really what it boils down to. So what does that have to say to, you know, um, well, we talked about Miroslav and what he had gone through. And so, I mean, it has to work for everyone, not just you. And that's where, um, and that's where, you know, as Americans, especially, I think we get so tunnel vision, that, you know, um, that we're being offended by, not to bring this up, but it just came to mind by cups, you know, back in three or years ago from Starbucks and stuff like that. Is like, like, it's a war on this or something. It's like, how detached are we um, from reality? You know, this is what we chose to be, chose, mind you, to be persecuted by, not <laughs> we're really being persecuted. Um, so...
1: And, and, and- saw one this morning it was you know i mean i know it's it, it's a one-off it's so you know it's 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 not like it's not like the cups but it's like the cups and which you know somebody sent a letter to their neighbor and said you know your your christmas lights are offensive because one not everybody can afford to put christmas lights out and um two not everybody celebrates christmas and so you, you know we have this really strange and attached sense of what um, persecution actually is in this country. Mm. And, and, and and it seems like there are so many people who are just wanting and waiting to be a victim. And it's like, man, some of y'all need to like, like, you know, live in the real world for a moment.
0: (laughs) I thought you were going to say y'all need Jesus. (laughs) I kind of hoped he did, but I thought that'd be wrong. Tom, you're very quiet. Come on, bring out the sickle and lay us down. Put us. No, you guys are doing great. (laughs) Um, you know, Tom, you speak about something. Um, oh, let me come back to that. Think about Greek gods. Uh, keep that in mind, Tom. Everett, I remember. I'm at your house many 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 moons ago and we're baking pizza in the oven and you told me sitting across the island in your kitchen how love wins from rob bell was shallow to the rest of the world the same kind of thing you said about you know the good news not working in africa so there there's a that that shallowness reigns even in you know whatever best-selling authors and stuff like that and i'm like what no it doesn't (laughs) I don't know why well, that it, came it, up but the
1: thing is is like it, it it's like, is I. this is ironic but I think Rob Bell's book largely is is right but at the end he does have this shallowness of what what the Christian hope is really about and mm, right and it's like man you 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 were so right this whole way and then all of a sudden like you go for a wimpy gospel <laughs> I
0: like that we need to uh I'd like to redo that and, and expand on that sometime. Okay, Tom, um, Greek gods. So you've spoke about previously how um, you said that we have taken from cartoons, our eschatology, and um, something else, paintings. But yeah. you've, you've spoke about how we have taken Greek gods, Greek mythology, and turned them into what, how we perceive our god. Does that play into this?
2: Well, yeah, I think every all the culture that we uh, bring with us to faith impacts our understanding mm-hmm. of what our faith is. That's not wrong. It's been the case since the beginning. We just need to recognize it.
0: Hmm. And if how? That makes sense. Yeah, it does. So we can right. So we can keep it separated right right
2: and i mean i don't think we have the ability to keep it a hundred percent separated there's kind of almost this idea that the enculturation of the first century is what was it's what became an an undying part of christianity and the faith in a sense baptized and uh I've thought a lot about that, which is that, is it okay for Christianity to change with the culture? Obviously it has to, but how much can it change? How much of what was the mindset of the first century culture has to remain inseparable from Christianity? Hmm. And my sense right now is that there's that passage, I think, Paul wrote, in the fullness of time, God sent uh, Jesus, born of a woman, you know, born of a virgin, that, that of all the times in human history that Jesus could have been born, this one particular moment in time was the time. And so, and I certainly think that that cultural inheritance is healthier than the one we have today. So, uh, my, th- my theory is, for better or worse, that's the culture that Christianity's ingrained into. So, how can we, uh, we have to always take that into account. I think we have to begin with, what did they hear? What did they think when they heard these things read? And then start from there as we interpret or try to understand our faith. Does that make sense? Yes. I feel like I went off on a crazy tangent. Well, and
0: that's the thing is like, you know, um, what a generous orthodoxy dude, uh, McLaren, said, always be reforming. Um, And it's interesting because reforming, in my mind, means to um, change it for, and it just feels like we're always getting more and more progressive is how I perceive that word. (laughs) Um, But that's not it, right? That's not um, and so, you know, I think about the enlightenment, um, age of reason, uh, I still don't feel like I've hit the right word. Um, but anyway, that time to where science, um, formula came in and everything could be worked out, uh, whatever era that is, someone throw it in there for me if you can. Um, but then it was like, oh, well, we, well, we have to get our faith to work out, just like science does otherwise you know so think scope monkey trials if you've ever read that there's a book by um god man words come on um unraveled um sorry I'm not going to come up with that author's name. But anyway, so that it has to work out. And it's like, okay, X equals Y equals hell. And A plus B equals heaven. And if you don't fit that, then that's it. You know, And everything became very black and white within the faith, which talking about everlasting life, that's it. So if you are, you know, X plus Y <laughs> equals hell, you go to the middle of the earth where it is steaming hot and you have to sit in a cave and cook for infinity or you know and that's back to the tom and jerry thing if a plus b equals heaven then you go to sit on a cloud in a cloud city and the streets are made of gold and you can you know you're a soul so you're floating around and these kind of pictures are what still today are the first thing that jump into my head when i hear about heaven even though it's it's changing so um that everlasting life, uh, one of the comedians, someone said, You know, I, I can't sing uh, a millennia of verses of kumbaya. <laughs> You know, right. I think they got hell mixed up with heaven there where we're sitting around the throne singing, you know, praising Jesus's name. And 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 I think that's where. Yeah, we... if
2: you're seeing Kimba for for 100 years, you might want to just realize you swallowed the wrong pill and you <laughs> might be in the wrong place.
0: That's right. X plus Y happened, not A plus, plus B.
2: <laughs> Holy crap. This is not heaven.
0: <laughs> and so that's kind of where and, you know, I asked one of my good friends one time. About, you know, the afterlife um, and everlasting life and all these pictures. And he goes, you know, I don't think about that because I have no answers. Um, And and I thought that was a very. I I don't know what the next word is. Humble, mature, interesting way to look at it, because he is focused on here and now. Um, And he would be and he claims himself to be a fundamentalist, by the way. Um, Hmm. And so he just. It, there's no answer, but I mean, we're human. We love to hear these things. And I think we've talked about the last episode, how the scars remain, you know, um, Jesus comes back to earth and set things right. And so that everlasting life, what's after, uh, not after that, sorry, is that kind of what we you think about or what you teach is heaven being redeemed, excuse me, earth being redeemed and us spending the years here
2: (laughs) yes and i wouldn't say i teach a lot about heaven because i don't know yeah right right but and but i do i do try to convey it i mean whenever i have taught about it it's definitely the nt lot nt right perspective of yeah heaven that what we do here as gladiator says Russell Crowe says in Gladiator, echoes through eternity. Mm -hmm. So we can't have a belief here that would lead us to believe our actions here don't matter. We have to leave this a better place than we found it because the scars remain. Right, right. So so that's what I would teach, not so much that I know what's going to happen or I know what it looks like, but just that this is what the early Christians, to the best of our knowledge, this is what the early Christians thought about what was the destination or hope of Christians, or the world, really all of creation, and how do we and and how does that impact what we do now? Because my childhood view of heaven kind of tended to lead me to believe that. This is all going to burn up, so a lot of what I do here doesn't matter. Right. For example, uh, I can drive the, you know, the worst gas-guzzling car. a Lincoln Navigator, for crying out loud. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Hope
0: you don't own a Lincoln, Lincoln Navigator.
2: <laughs> I actually do own one. I just bought one from a friend, so uh, I was just, like, And it's guzzling slammed. gas. You were I was slamming that, myself. Eating that cookie. Yeah.
0: I got you. Yep. I get it. I get it. Um, oh, God, that laugh made me forget. Oh, something else Everett and I talked about in his kitchen. I think it was the same time, um, which is, God, what, 10 years ago, Everett? Who knows? Um, was, <clears throat> excuse me, if the dead rise and we the, the earth is redeemed. So this is my mathematical equation. See, I'm doing the thing, same thing that I'm, you know, throwing side eye at is so if d plus f if the earth is redeemed and the dead rise and are back on earth it's going to be shoulder to shoulder here (laughs) because all those people don't fit on this land so that's another funny sideways thing i don't want to go down that rabbit hole but i just that's one of those thoughts when i'm sitting sitting around trying to figure it all out (laughs)
2: What what do you teach about heaven, Everett? Does that question ever come up?
1: You know, I, I mean, I've, I've been deeply shaped by um, deeply N.T. Wright, and you know, I I think that you really have to have a Jewish understanding of heaven, hell, salvation. And the 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 challenge that, or the the thing that we run into is is that um, as Christianity spread, um, I I I think in some ways that's gotten lost. So if we want to understand what Jesus understood as heaven hell. Um, salvation, hmm. if we understand what Paul was talking about when he talked about heaven, hell, salvation, um, we really have to go back into Judaism and reflect upon um, what their hopes were. Good point. Very good point. And, and, and I think, you know, and I think a lot of what we've done is adapted sort of Greek <laughs> understandings of these things um at the expense of what do what you know what what is you know what what's Matthew writing about? What's you know what's Paul talking about justification in terms in, in, in Romans um and so on? Yeah.
0: Um who else besides NT Wright? Paul can't, can't be just one. Paul. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but Paul. Yeah, I mean, I, I, um, I mean, there's, I mean, there's lots of people who, who, who are writing on this stuff. I'm, you know, Wright is one of the, um, writes for a general, he has a a, sort of an academic angle and he also has a general audience angle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, and that's what I, I appreciate about him. Um, Yeah, Tim Mackey from the Bible Project, outside
0: of the Bible Project, um, you know, if you YouTube Tim Mackey um, sermons, which he is a child of N.T. Wright, but he also easily references so many other New Testament scholars that I've never even heard of, um, and I appreciate that, you know, and so... He is another who does, I think, a great job of explaining these things. For example, if you Google, uh, sorry, YouTube, uh, look up Tim Mackey, Heaven and Hell, I think his lesson on that, <clears throat> with visuals, <laughs> he uh, it, it does an awesome job of explaining what I would say that we have attempted to explain here. Um, so that's another one. All right, let's jump into one more thing. Um not even not even death can separate us so what is the assurance uh, as christians says as assurance as christians is that nothing not even death shall separate us from the love of god which is in christ jesus our lord um so with a wink to romans 8 what does that mean uh tom that not even death shall separate us from the love of god i know what that says what does that really mean For us,
2: (laughs) well, I think the early church heard it in the midst of short life expectancy, Mm. persecution, martyrdom, um, also the horrific death of Jesus. So they were more familiar with death than we are. Mm. It's not we try to deny that reality and we think everyone should live to be a hundred and hey maybe one day we'll figure out how to make it longer but i think that death is part of life they accepted it more than we do and so it just means that we don't we don't we're not resurrected, we pass through death, and we find God on the other side. So, it's not its not the end of God's love for us. There's something beyond, is what I would say.
0: I think you need, I, I need you to explain that. You just said, we are not resurrected, we pass through death to meet God. Explain well, that.
2: Well, Lazarus was resurrected. Okay. He got... He, he died again. So uh, we think of life after death. Oh, I'm going to be resurrected. I'm going to get my body back. Or we're not going to be like Lazarus. The whole idea is that whatever they saw in the resurrected Jesus is what they were, was their hope for themselves. Right. So Jesus didn't get back. He wasn't exactly what he had been. He was something different.
0: Yes, yes.
2: So he passed through death and came out on the other side. Hmm. Okay. And and Paul, I mean, all through the Christian scriptures we see uh we will we will be we will be as he is we hear that phrase
0: so i hear you saying there's no resurrection that's what i'm hearing and hung up on
2: how can you hear that
0: (laughs) i'm sorry he said there's no resurrection we passed through what he
2: said what what what, yeah go ahead maybe i'm saying we're not going to be resuscitated
1: right
0: I think that's what he's trying to say. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Maybe that.
1: So it's not. It's 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 not as what he's trying to say is, is that it's not like God puts these divine paddles on you and you go, and then you know, and then all of a sudden it's you know, um, that that's what he's saying is is that 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 res that that whatever it is, it is something that is wholly different than this life. It's not just simply okay, wake up and we're back to. To exactly how we were prior to to death and we just pick up where things are right right the scar, right the, that's the, what you're saying tom the scars yeah. will remain good job
0: interpreting yeah. that everett so this is me and convincing and making me understand is just the bigger challenge here and i appreciate and, I, and i'm okay with that so you have said that we the scars will remain in my eyes ears whatever mind um that means that after resurrection after Jesus returns and and I'm not asking you to make up stuff just what you know from scripture Um, and if you don't then say I don't but after death we are resurrected to new life at the return of Jesus back on this earth and where all things are made right and the scars remain is that your understanding or did I say something wrong within that
2: I wouldn't say I understand it, but that's my hope.
0: Hope. There you go. Good. Yeah. Wait to segue back. Good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's okay. So I really think you did mean res- resuscitation because that. Yes, I did. Th- you really bombed me right there. And I went, whoa,
1: what? <laughs> so. Well, and, and, and and I think that story of Lazarus teaches us something really powerful. You know, um, Christ's response to Lazarus' death is 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 him weeping, him crying. Yeah. Um, you know, Jesus did not sit there and look at his dead friend and say, "Well, at least he's in a better place now." <laughs> or, "Well, he's in um, he's angel. in heaven and everything that's horrible about here, you know, he doesn't have to deal with it anymore." No, with no, Jesus Jesus weeps. Why? Because because death um death is a reality. Um and uh, you know, uh, um, in the Eastern church you know, they say that that they don't really buy into the notion of original sin like um you know the Western church has has typically talked about it. And they say really the, the, the consequence of Adam and Eve's decision to not trust in God was is that death entered into the story, that our destiny was to live with God forever and ever and ever. And um and what happens is is that death enters into the story and what's remarkable about Christians is one is we don't we don't deny the pain of death Um, but two we also say that death is not um, is no longer fatal and Christians from the very beginning had a very different approach and understanding of the dead which made them sort of unique and weird um <clears> literally <throat> the 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 first churches were built uh on top of catacombs where where the dead would have been stored like they worshipped with the dead
0: mm.
1: and back um, to yeah. And, yeah and 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 in most cultures the dead were considered something that was unclean and so it was something that you kind of did you know outside of the the city Um, but, but Christians from the very beginning had a very different understanding and approach to death. They did not fear death. And, and, and what I mean by that is, is that, uh, it's not that they, you know, not that death suddenly became this good and we just should all hurry and get to it, but just realizing, um, that death is not the end.
0: But this is. (laughs) <laughs> of this episode,
2: yep. Yep. <laughs> you, you know nobody's gonna like this. <laughs> ep- like hearing it, yeah. Because we're all philosophical and wandering off into all these cavernous things. Yep, and yep. Uh, and also this is not. If I was kind of on the left, I would hate this episode because of all this certainty-sounding talk of the of their life after death. Hmm. And if I was a uh, conservative, I'd hate, I would hate it because it doesn't sound like what I grew up hearing. Right. You know?
0: Right. I don't like that I have to have D plus F to equal something to be assured about it. And it's interesting, too, how... Um, I mean, I'm just... My my faith is, is finicky. My belief... Uh, I don't know if I said that right, but my understanding is finicky and it is something that I think we, many of us, maybe not all, or maybe we're not being honest, have issues with. And, but I think coming together and listening to one another and teasing things out is very important. But as you have said, Tom, that knowledge is not what, you know, is our salvation. Right. So, um, and I think that's important to remember as well, but, Nonetheless, thank you both. Um, what a journey! <laughs> can,
1: I, can I give? Can I give one quick resource? Yeah, go. There's a, a really short little book by Alexander Schmemann called "O oh Death, Where Is Thy Sting?" Mm. and it is a it's really short, really accessible, and it is a wonderful reflection on Christians believing um, belief about death.
0: Good, Schmemann. Um, thank you for the, like I said, going on us with this journey. It was, uh, 23, uh, episodes and, um, we're looking forward. Increase. Yeah, exactly. That's a year. We do 24 episodes a year. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so thank you. And I know many, I know some, of, I know many of you have, and so we really appreciate it. Um, I'm looking forward to jumping into some other topics that have come out of this that we want to dive into further. So, but um, just thank you, and uh, yeah, that's all I got. I'm, I'm very grateful for all of you, and you and Ever as well, Tom.
2: <laughs>
0: all right, let's shut it down. May the peace of the Lord be always with you. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at, at fun Drain pot. We'd love to hear your comments on our episodes and also suggest future episode topics. Also, if you enjoy what we're doing, go on iTunes and give us a review, please. Thanks a lot.